You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. and welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we extend a very happy new year to you all. We also extend a warm hello to all who are listening on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. With the holidays over and COVID-19 still very quite prevalent in our lives, we all might be tempted to resign ourselves to a few cold months uh, at home with very little on our calendars. But fear not, Catholic Charities has a wonderful virtual event for you to attend this month. On January 29th, Catholic Charities is going to present the 21st Annual Divine Affair. And here to tell us all about this virtual gala are Joseph Gluns Jr., Chief Executive Officer of Lewis Gluns Wines, and Donna Drinka, Catholic Charities Program Director of our Community Casework Department. Welcome, Joe and Donna. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Happy New Year to you both. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, Joe, may we please start with you? Can you please share with our audience a little about the history of Divine Affair? Yeah, this is 21 years uh, in the making, which is just unbelievable. We had a big uh, anticipation of celebrating the 20th in the start of uh, COVID, uh, but we moved it to uh, virtual. Uh, typically, we have uh, well over uh, 300 wines that we open up for the tasting and get an absolutely spectacular crowd up at the Union League Club in Chicago and uh, have a great tasting. We poured all the wines poured by vintners and uh, winery representatives. Uh, and then last year, we uh, pulled that uh, and uh, shot a uh, Hail Mary and uh, hoped that we could move it to a virtual segment and really had amazing uh, success with it with the help of the entire team over at Catholic Charities, as well as uh, a great number of our team uh, over at Lewis Clones Wines and Clones Beer. Um, <clears throat> my parents have uh, co-started co it uh, back 21 years ago, and uh, this year we're going to actually be awarding them a little bit of a, uh, a thank uh, thank you uh, award for uh, all that they've done uh, in starting the Divine Affair uh, with Catholic Charities for the Self-Sufficiency Program. And so all who might be listening or viewing the show today, Joe, what could they anticipate if they join and sign up uh, for Divine Affair 2022? Number one, if you're listening, get the word out. Uh, we just, the great opportunity that we have this year uh, as well as last year, is being able to pull people from all over the world, uh, much less uh, just right here in the Chicago uh, metropolitan area. Um, because of the fact that we're moving it uh, to the virtual side, uh, it's an amazingly well-produced program. Uh, anyone can participate. Uh, we will have two different event tickets. Uh, one will be our Divine Affair ticket, which is a $100 donation to the self-sufficiency program, which is definitely a need uh, for this. Uh, these funds, uh, as well as uh, we have a great $150 uh, ticket price for 
uh, that includes three, th three 750 milliliter bottles. Uh, it's at the end of January, and we'd love to have everyone participate. And before we go any further, how can people sign up? Uh, they can jump right on the fabulous ca uh, Catholic Charities website. Look under the uh, under the events, and you can find Divine Affair uh, right there and sign up. Get more information about it, uh, and hear uh, and watch a bunch of information about last year's great success. And I understand that uh, there's still some sponsorships available. So uh, corporate packages are available. Who's the best person to call for that? Yes, Angie Sage at Catholic Charities is the one to reach out. She has got all your answers. Uh, we definitely are, are in need of corporate sponsors. We continue to get great uh, sponsorship uh, from Lewis Clones Wines, from uh, the uh, First Bank of Chicago, a lot of repeat customer, uh, repeat uh, su uh, supporters uh, there. And we definitely need more. It's an amazing audience uh, to reach out to. Uh, and most importantly, a very important uh, uh, fundraiser for the family self-sufficiency program of uh, both Lake and Cook counties in Chicago. And so anyone interested in learning more about those sponsorships, uh, again, Joe mentioned uh, the person in charge of that. Her name is Angie Sage, and she can be reached at 847-814-3839. Again, 847-814-3839. And as Joe mentioned, Donna, uh, the proceeds of this uh, event are going to go to our family self-sufficiency programs uh, in Lake County. Can you share a little bit with our audience about what those programs do? Sure, of course. It's a five-year program, and um, it supports um, single parents who have children within their household, and and they're they're stably housed in Lake County. And um, there is once they're into the program, they're assigned a case manager, a general case manager, as well as an employment case manager, and so it provides kind of a wraparound services. And as you know, the services that are provided at Catholic Charity is are on a spectrum. We have the homeless um, population as well as those that are, are pretty stably housed. And that's where family self-sufficiency lands. However, as we know that things happen, you know, crisis occurs, loss of income. And so this five-year program really helps families become independent, you know, and, and self-sufficient um, through our case management services, through our monthly meetings that are educational and through our financial assistance. Um, and it's just that the goal is to help them become, you know, independent. You and your team have been quite heroic, Donna, throughout the pandemic. Can you explain some of the ways in which the case managers have able to stay connected to the families who they're supporting? Sure. I find this question so interesting because all of our programs have had to adjust. Um, for example, just our, like our food pantry, you know, our numbers tripled um, over the last year. And usually we would have clients come into the into the building and uh, with their appointments, you know, that was all, you know, we had to change that. It was primarily drive-through. Um, our other case management programs, including family self-sufficiency, we stopped doing home visits or in-person um, sessions. And um, so uh, what we started doing was making, we made calls at least weekly to our clients just to check in, see how they're doing. And some of the clients who may not have been that engaged in our in our program did a total switch. Um, some of our, our case managers were reporting that um, 
they would call our, their client and when they're answering their, the call, but also the case manager had a hard time ending the call with the client because the client just wanted to keep talking and talking and our clients, they were scared, you know, and a lot of our clients don't have a support system and that support system is their assigned case manager. And so, um, you know, that we really wanted just to be available, you know, and as a listening ear, as long as well as being there and providing our general case management services. And so what sort of training do the case managers receive uh, before they are assigned to assist families in such a, a personal way like that? Um, sure. They're, other than doing the, um, um, the training for their, um, I'm sorry, for their, the training for their, their duties, their general duties, um, we also have services that include like client um, uh, de-escalation, CPR, abuser, um, elder abuse, so that clients or our staff are um, educated and have the tools to really be able to help their clients um, in their in our service delivery. So these, ser these service providers, these case managers are really quite trained um, and able to stick with uh, families throughout that five-year period of helping them get stable. And, and I know that they also were experiencing um, a lot of transition as the, the students, the children in these families were switched to remote learning, correct? Yes, that was another reason I think that a lot of our clients were just calling or, you know, engaging with their, uh, with their case managers when calls were made because they're confused and weren't sure what to do. And our case managers were one experiencing the same thing with their children. And so we we're able to walk them through the steps or connect them to the appropriate person within that school district to help them get to the point where they felt comfortable being able to one, stay home and provide the um, in-home um, educational um, process. You speak with such empathy and compassion, Donna. Are you going to be um, attending the January 29th event so everybody there uh, virtually will be able to hear how important this family stabilization program is? Of course, yes. As well as there will be a, re a recording to you of me <laughs> talking about the family self-sufficiency program. Um, we're also, we'll have a client who will be recorded and speaking about um, their process and their um, assistance that they received through the program. Again, some of our clients come into the program and, you know, they have a chip on their shoulder and they may feel like they, you know, they need to be here, but it's not where they want to be. And, but through the course of the five years, um, they end up being so successful and their stories are just, you know, heartbreaking and, but also celebratory and that, you know, they become, you know, self-sufficient, independent. They, they're not relying on any community, you know, um, federal resources. They're, they're on their own and they're doing really well. Um, could you share a story or two with us of families who have benefited from the Family Stabilization Program, obviously respecting their privacy and perhaps just using their first names? Sure. Well, these are a couple quick ones in that um, we are expanding our program, not just to single women, but the single fathers. And that particular population is growing. And we're really excited about that. And we had one particular person who had their own business and it was kind of like a handyman business. And um, he, he had all these tools that you need to be able to have your own business. And um, they were stolen. 
And so through our program, we were able to help um, this particular um, client replenish the tools that were lost. Because that's one thing that we want to do is for our clients to be stable, they need to ma maintain their employment. And so when we have some funds available, we can help families like this that, you know, he didn't miss a beat. He was still able then to um, provide his um, services and maintain his business. Um, another example is that we had a client who um, had some car problems, you know, and again, she needed her, her, her um, personal um, transportation to get to her work. And because if she loses that, then she, it's just domino effect. And then she loses her, um, she gets behind on her rent. She gets behind on all her other bills. And so we're able to provide um, some assistance in getting her car repaired, you know, so she doesn't have to worry about that. And she can focus on getting her job, going to her job and um, just maintaining all of her bills. Boy, those are wonderful examples of how Catholic Charities is really a safety net for people at critical mm -hmm. times in their lives. Thanks for sharing those, Donna. Um, we're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we return, we're going to continue our conversation about Divine Affair 2022. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com.
Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and it's my great pleasure today to be here with Joseph Gluns Jr., who is CEO of Lewis Gluns Wine, and Donna Drinka, who is our program director of our community casework department. And we're talking about Divine Affair, which is going to be on January 29th, a wonderful virtual celebration of wines and craft beer tasting, um, all in support of our family stabilization services. Um, uh, before we, the break, we were talking about the families that benefit from the family stabilization program. Uh, but Joe, can I, can I just also share with, uh, can you share a little bit about your, your family history with, with uh, Catholic charities you and as you said your parents started this event you and your siblings and extended family members have taken it to new heights uh your your uncle uh, lewis gluns is a former chairman of our board of advisors your family has been incredibly generous to catholic charities over the years um can you share with us your thoughts now that you're you've now reached over 20 years of this particular event uh and you keep getting creative what what keeps bringing you back uh to serving catholic charities in such a generous way uh, I would say that the woman who you just heard from, Donna, just, I mean, she and her team uh, at Catholic Charities at the self-sufficiency program, I mean, they just keep turning out results. They keep supporting and helping and making a massive change in people's lives, uh, taking them from uh, rock bottom and bringing them up to better than they could uh, a lot of times imagine for themselves and their family. And, uh, you know, we're not just talking about helping people now. It's helping people uh, learn uh, how to be self-sufficient and more importantly with their families, helping their families then grow to learn from that as well. So you're talking about multi-generations uh, of, of assistance and of success. Beautiful. Uh, and uh, that is just spectacular. And I commend everyone, Donna, on your team and yourself and everyone at Catholic Charities for doing what we happily are able to support in any way we can. Beautifully said, Joe. And, and Donna, you know, our, our president and CEO, Sally Blount, um, has recently said, we're changing the world one person and one heart at a time. And having worked directly with clients, can you share a bit about what that means to you to be part of Divine Affair and Catholic Charities in 2022? Sure. And I just want to thank the Glunz family for everything they're doing for this event. Um, and what it means is that I have the, uh, the honor of where my office is compared to where the kitchen is, I walk through the hall and I hear our staff talking on the phone to each of our clients, you know, and it is, it's one client, one family, one household at a time. I hear family self-sufficiency. I hear emergency assistance. I hear housing. I hear HIV. And, you know, it's, it's just one family at a time, but it's, it's huge. It's huge. And it just keeps multiplying because it's not just one day. It's every day. We're doing the same thing. Well, and, and this event is, as we said, 21 years old. But, Joe, I know you and your family have also come up with a very creative way to keep the support for this program going year-round, right, with home tasting parties. Is that still going on? And, and if so, can you share with our audience a little bit about that? Absolutely. The home tasting parties are, are some of the biggest uh, successes on this. Number one, it gets the word out. Uh, number two, uh, gives everybody a little bit of a, uh, an opportunity to uh, add some extra fundraising uh, within their own groups. Uh, we end up sending, um, people can sign up uh, with Angie Sage, uh, and basically we host a, a party in your house. Or if you want to do it uh, a little bit further uh, from the group, uh, or in, in the Zoom fashion, uh, we can set up a Zoom uh, setting, and we have uh, some recorded information about all the wines, 
Uh, everybody tastes the, through the different wines. Uh, they have a great little presentation about uh, the self-sufficiency program that's shown. Uh, and uh, everyone gets a little bit of a taste of what the uh, Divine Affair is all about. Uh, Angie Sage is the, uh, uh, the woman to reach out to. Renata is our uh, committee head for the uh, house parties. And if you're interested, they're just very low key. A lot of fun, a good excuse to uh, get everybody uh, together during uh, the remainder of the year when we're all dying for that uh, group uh, hangout. Uh, one thing I wanted to add is new this year at the Divine Affair is Peggy Kaczynski. Uh, she is going to be our MC. Oh, wow. Uh, Peggy is a phenomenal woman. She's a, an Emmy winning, award winning um, sportscaster, uh, born and raised right here in Chicago. Uh, she has been to the Olympics. She has worked with NBC, works for uh, ESPN. Uh, and above all, uh, I got to meet her at the Catholic Charities. Christina Keller and I were the, uh, the chair couple for the uh, Catholic Charities Gale of the Arts. Uh, and she was our MC. And she is just so dynamic, so, uh, you know, exciting and fun. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin was our MC last year. I think she's going to blow him out of the water. Uh, but uh, he uh, was fantastic. Very excited about Peggy joining our team for this year for the uh, 2022 Divine Affair uh, event. That's so exciting to have that wonderful host to uh, uh, add enthusiasm for everybody in attending and also to uh, uh, just make it a, a, that much more of a special event. That's great. Um, in the short time we have left, you know, Joe, can you share a little bit about how the wine and the craft beer industry has been so, you know, profoundly affected uh, by COVID-19? How, how has that, pro, you know, affected your work uh, on a day-to-day -day basis here in Chicago? Yeah, Katie, the, the biggest segment on our side is that we're, we work with a lot of uh, mid-sized, mostly family-based wineries, a lot of which haven't, uh, don't have that massive uh, budget for uh, advertising, and they're not the, you walk in and you know, oh yeah, I know this line. Of course, there's some of them like Dry Creek Vineyards, and the winery uh, behind me is Petrincelli uh, in Sonoma. We've got the Gluns Family Winery in Paso. Uh, these wineries are a little bit more of that hand sell. And once you taste them, all the quality, all the budget goes into the actual wine, uh, as opposed to going into uh, the advertisements, the TV spots, the the ratings, all that stuff. So I think our biggest challenge during COVID is that people aren't tasting those harder to get to more hand sell wines because you get in to Benny's, you get into House of Gluns, you get into these retailers and you get out. On the, mo the biggest way that we get people to taste these uh, craft beers and wines um, is that uh, people come in and taste and, and get hand-sold. Uh, so this Divine Affair is actually going to be a great opportunity, as well as the other Divine Affairs, to get out and taste new and different wines that you normally wouldn't. Uh, and uh, it's a little bit harder uh, with all the, a lot of the restaurants with the restrictions that they're having, uh, not being able to sell uh, you know, to the la as large a quantity having a really hard time getting staff uh, on board uh, with the COVID restrictions. Uh, and uh, because of that, we are uh, definitely seeing uh, a major part of our business being the restaurants uh, coming down quite a bit. But, you know, the great thing is that this, uh, uh, any opportunity to taste new wines gives the opportunity to learn more. 
Well, as you said, um, the Divine Affair 2022 is a great opportunity uh, to gather your friends for a wonderful evening for a fabulous cause. Don and Joe, thank you so much for being on The Voice of Charity today. I'd like to remind everybody again to uh, sign up for the Divine Affair 2022 by going to catholiccharities.net slash events um, or call Angie Sage at 847-814-3839. Again, we wish you much success with this great event, and we thank you so much for joining us today, Donna and Joe. Thank you. We invite you back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman, and we thank you so much for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.